Welcome back to Functional Spirituality. I think there is a pigeon outside that you might be able to hear cooing, so they are joining us today. Today I'm going to answer a question that came in on retreat, which was really good. And when I hear, sometimes I get these really great questions on retreat and my heart just opens and I'm so happy that people are asking these very practical, interesting questions. So the question was, you mentioned that it's important to have an intention for our practice. What's the difference between intention and control? Such a great question. And, you know, in so many ways, they could be conflated to be the same thing. However, there is a distinct difference. So I do speak a lot about intention. It's the, you know, one of the pillars of functional spirituality is having an intention, being connected to something deeper inside yourself, being connected to your why, and then also having an approach that aligns with that. Because the, you know, dysfunctional spirituality that we see very, very widespread is all kinds of approaches that don't actually bring people the results that they're seeking for. And the original missing piece is that people don't even know what they're seeking for. And what they're seeking for, what we're seeking in any moment is it's in flux depending on what we need in any moment. And we kind of get rigidified into these systems that are taking us towards certain goals. But that's not actually what we need. We're really complex. We need to be connected to our deeper intention or our deeper alignment in every single moment, in any moment that you're not connected to your intention and your alignment, you are going to lack the, you're going to lack motivation because, and you'll even, we live like that. So it's hard to even detect where we are actually just struggling towards each outcome but motivation comes naturally when there's a sense of alignment. And then we also lack the functionality because our intention and our approaches don't match up. Then, you know, we're not functioning in that alignment or towards our, towards the result that we want, because, you know, there's a couple of incoherent pieces in there. So I, you know, this person picked up that I was banging on a lot about the importance of having an intention. So, and I'll give an example at the end about, you know, in meditation, what that could look like. So control is, you know, what control feels like when, if you've done any kind of personal inquiry and psychological inquiry, you probably have ended up at one point or the other recognizing that the reason that you're feeling stressed is because you're trying to control outcomes. So control is this feeling of like a tightness and like a fixation where we're fearful that we're going to get hurt or we're fearful that our expectations are not going to be met and then we're going to get hurt. 
So control is out of a, it's an orientation or it's an attitude. It's a state of being where you need to protect yourself. And if you dig deeper into anything that you're controlling, it's, you end up finding fear. So with intention, it's also a process of digging deeper inside of yourself. But when you dig deeper inside of yourself, you find alignment. So control for me is like an unconscious pressure towards something where intention is like a, an awareness of something we feel called to. So for me, intention and desire are very similar. It's something we feel inspired by. It's something that our heart yearns for. There's a longing. So intention connects us to our heart and also being connected to our heart reveals our intention. So control is like a, a default, you know, it's quite a, um, like I said, a widespread state of being. We might not really know until we start to do this kind of investigation work. We might not realize how much of our experience is actually being led from a state of fearfulness and controlling, needing to protect ourselves from not getting our expectations met where intention is it's a it's still towards our preferences but it's there's an awareness there and for me that's such that's the significant difference so control is this kind of default state where when we're living in fear and we're living in that trance of not enoughness and we're living in this kind of struggle and trying to get ahead and that, you know, that kind of background anxiety that so many of us, we live our, our life like that. Like for me, my life is so amazing right now because there's, there's pockets of not that <laughs> and just having pockets where I'm complete, I'm at peace. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm present. There's a, all my layers of my being are in a recognition that everything's okay. Um, you know, there's not fireworks exploding from my head and enlightenment and all of those things, but there's just this pocket and a space where there's not layers one, even just one layer inside me that's trying to control things because it's scared that I'm going to get hurt it taints my entire experience with that level of anxiety. So for me, control is when I'm unconsciously, I, I'm not aware of what layer is, is feeling that, that pressure. And as soon as there's an awareness, that control starts to soften. And when we're connected to our intention, it's like a full awareness. Intention replaces the control and there's a sense of tuning in and listening and awareness brings integration effortlessly. 
you know, you've, you must have heard of these concepts like when you're aware of something, it just melts away or in order to heal something, all you need to do is be aware of it. So I don't know if I fully believe all of that, but it's pointing to this idea that awareness itself, recognizing something or being aware of something naturally organizes it and makes it more integrated. And it gives us the feeling of integration. It, Of course, it's more integrated. Something that was fragmented and pushed away or we were unconscious to or, you know, was playing, it was circling in its own anxiety, in its own part of your being. When you become aware of it, you welcome it into the rest of your being that's all online and present. And there's a sense of wholeness. So there's so many expressions of control. Um, there's so many different ways that we can control, you know, there's like OCD and, you know, overworking or overthinking or overeating or the way we manage our relationships and our health and our progress and our success. There's so many expressions of control because there's so many, there's so much fear in our community and in our bodies and in our society. So control is like, you know, a widespread pandemic. We're living with that pressure and unease and unconsciousness and miss that feeling of misalignment and not being fully here. So that's very widespread. And in, you know, these really powerful, there's so many powerful healing modalities and traditions alive on our, our planet right now, you know, totally minimal in proportion to how much control and misalignment and dysfunctional modalities there are. But all of these aligned, um, truly healing, truly beneficial and functional modalities, they have this feeling of intention or pillar of intention at the heart of it that we need to connect with what we actually desire and need. You know, there's been this kind of mainstream spirituality and, and healing and psychology has moved away from that because it's like, no, 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 people are obsessed with materialism and they're obsessed with their desires and desire is the um, enemy of all peace and things like that. But we need, in a more refined way, we need to recognize that our system needs something. And the only way we're going to heal and integrate and flourish and become more functional in our bodies and regulated and all that is if we find out what we need. So it's not just a desire from the mind. Whenever we're doing meditation or, um, you know, in the, in the spaces that I facilitate, like the silent retreat or the teacher trainings and things like that, we always ground in creating this deeply safe, intentional, aligned space by connecting to our intention. So let me give you an example of what this might look like in a meditation practice. And again, this is a pillar. This has to be a pillar of the meditation practice. You can't do without this. So in meditation, if we are going to cultivate an intention or start with an intention, we start, you know, you, you, you settle into your seat and 
you settle into your space and your environment, all of the things we teach in, in start meditation, you start to arrive and ground in that really um, functional way. And you start with a sense of curiosity. You get into your body and you start to, if you're getting into your body and you're getting curious, how do I feel? What do I need? Maybe there's words asking the question or maybe it's just curiosity, feeling and sensing. And you're in your body. You're going to feel connected regardless if what you feel is pleasant or not. So intention starts, it starts the practice with what we most hope to even receive at the end of the practice, which is a feeling of being connected and present and embodied. So that's how we have to start before we start to employ techniques of breathing and concentration and focus and trying to connect to this energy or that consciousness or self-inquiry. We first need to be deeply with ourselves. So starting a meditation with intention is starting with curiosity and embodiment, asking what do I need and feeling what you need and maybe going, just following that thread. That's what I would recommend. Now, if we're starting our meditation with control, it's going to look scattered and stressed and worried. We're not going to be there's going to be a discomfort in the body. We're not going to be relaxed in the body. If you're trying to control your meditation, you're going to be worried. The forehead is going to be tense. It's going to feel like a struggle. There's not going to feel like there's a connection to a deeper alignment and a deeper direction. Like I said, it's going to feel more scattered. And if that's how the meditation starts and then you go into techniques and, you know, trying to focus, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. You never know. There's no way to say what's going to happen. Anything could happen in any meditation, but right away you didn't receive what you wanted from the practice because it's starting from that scattered, worried, tense, struggly place. So I hope this has kind of painted the picture about that difference. It is subtle, but it's definitely practical. I know a lot of you will be able to kind of sense what I'm saying and feel it in your body. So I think we need to cultivate intention every single day, especially every time we are wanting to do a, a practice or cultivate a safe space. Again, we're very complex. We don't want to externalize and outsource our spiritual practice to some system and to some technique before we connect to ourselves in that deeper way. So I hope that helps and I hope that you bring this into your meditation a little bit more at the beginning of the practice and also throughout the entire thing. And I hope if we haven't already that we can share a space together I run, of course, free meditations every Monday morning live, and you can see how that space is cultivated as well as doing the meditations on the podcast. And as you know, the podcasts are offered freely. So to support us with 
our production costs and the other factors that go into it, we ask for your support. So I ask for your support to subscribe to the channel and share the episode to a friend who might enjoy. This simple support makes a huge difference to us and helps us increase the accessibility of healing and alignment. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.